Hey, it's Corey Heppola. You know, I just was not quite right. I could tell something was off. I just did not feel like myself, my face and my eyes and my breathing. And then I got the four-letter word, mold. Hey, let's build it on Radio.com with Corey Heppola. And from Lindus Construction, Andy Lindus. Yeah, so it's a four-letter word that nobody wants to hear, mold. Andy, what what is mold? How do we get mold? And I know it affects everybody differently. For me, it was just allergies. I just did not feel like myself. Yeah, and that's typically how most people think, that it's like an allergic reaction they're having to something. And as it doesn't go away, they have to discover why is this happening and why do I feel better when I'm not in my house? And, and a lot of times it's hidden. So we don't know it's there. We just feel it like you were. Yeah, so it's like an invisible pest. Um, but, but, but so is it like water and air and how do you, how do you find it and discover it? Well, uh, in my experience, uh, mold either happens because you had some type of flood and you got rid of the water, say in the basement, but you didn't get it out of the walls. The inside the wall cavity was still, you know, still had enough moisture where it, it sat in there. And then that's what mold feeds on. It needs like a warm, moist area for, for it to feed. Or if you have any type of air movement in the wintertime, especially. So you have warm air moving either into a wall or I see this a lot of times in attic spaces, believe it or not. I, I, I peek my head into attics and sometimes I look at the entire roof deck and it's all mold, all black mold, because all of this warm air has been coming up through the house. It hits a cold surface and whammo, condensation happens. Condensation leads to mold. And then once that mold gets on your wood, it's not going to say surface mold forever. If you find it early, you can attack it and clean it up. But if it starts to get into the wood, you might end up having to replace your entire roof because of a problem like that. So how do you discover it? Hey, here's what's trending. Well, we have a lot of different tools that we're going to use to help us find mold. Uh, sometimes infrared imaging can tell us, like we can tell that there's moisture in the wall because it's a different temperature than the rest of the wall. Or we have a, a tool, and the best way to describe this this tool is if you've ever seen like uh, a movie where there's like a hostage situation and the and the and the police are outside putting a little camera underneath the door to see what's going on in there. We actually have that ability. It's about the size of a pen, so we. You have to drill a hole about the size of a pen in your wall and we can put this camera in your wall and inspect what's going on in there and then we'll actually have a moisture meter and what this moisture meter is going to do is give us the moisture content of any surface it touches so if we know that this is a pine board we know that that pine board should be anywhere from 10 to 14 percent moisture content at at the most and if it's over that we probably have a moisture issue or a condensation issue that should be investigated further huh infrared imaging yeah infrared imaging just being able to tell the different temperatures of the building materials can sometimes sometimes tell you a lot. You know, a, 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 a piece of material that's wet isn't going to be the same temperature as one that, that is at its right moisture content. So seeing the different blues and reds and oranges in a wall can sometimes give you almost x-ray vision of where you should maybe insert your camera to to inspect first. Well, it's just interesting to me uh, on 
how technology in the industry has really transformed. You've been around it your whole life. Um, what changes have you seen, you know, over your, over your career, but more specifically, even in the last five years, I'm sure there's been a technological boom. There really has, not only from the being able to diagnose what exactly is going on in the house, but from being able to help customers visualize what the end product could look like. Uh, like right now, Corey, I could send you a text and that text is going to give you instructions to go around the outside of your home. You're going to take eight pictures from every side and every corner of your house and any extra pictures that, that you need to maybe take to get the entire house in. And when there's a computer program, once it uploads, within 24 hours, it's gonna come to me and I'm going to be able to start sharing a 3D model of your home. We can change anything about it. You like dream big. You wanna see what a pink house looks like? We can show it to you here, anything. So you can really start to visualize what the end result of your remodel project is going to be. 3D renderings on interior models too, to, to really be able to help people. Like if we take out this wall or add this here, they, it just helps them visualize and manage expectations to make sure that we're all on the same page. Yeah, and what the house will look like after it's done. It's much easier for people to, oh, okay, well, this is what my money will go for, and this is what it's going to look like. Well, and then also, too, Andy, I think about inside the home, um, more and more people are adjusting to a smart home. Yeah, I, uh, me right now, uh, my garage doors, I, I run from my phone. My lights, I run from my phone. My my all of my thermostats, I run from my home. My security cameras, all on my phone. Um, it, when, when we remodeled my kitchen, we were looking at f like a, a fridge system that would send us an alert when we're low on milk. I mean, the, the what if you just do a little bit of research and and really. I, I just did all of this stuff retrofitted to my garage, uh, lights, thermostat, uh, garage doors, all ran from my phone, was under $300. Now, and, and look what you can do. You got somebody coming to your house, being able to say, hey, uh, or you can push a temporary code to your garage door via your phone. Like, hey, if you need to get in my garage, here's a temporary code. It's going to be good for 24 hours. Um, that's just a safeguard that I didn't even think I needed before, but now I'm really glad I have. So what about, um, you know, you talk about your door, so you'd have to, do you change all your locks out? Is that all it is? And then what do you have like an app on your phone? If, so if you had like a, you know, an app on your phone and it's a, a keyless entry and you could send people the code or, or whatever, is that, is it as simple as that? It is, and, and, and it really comes down to picking the hub. For me, it's either going to be the Alexa hub or something through the Apple folks. I'm using the one through through Apple, and and you just got to buy the lock system to make that go. Sometimes, like the garage door manufacturers, that's a separate app. It's just being able to – any most openers made nowadays, if you're installing it, it has a Bluetooth capability and Wi-Fi capability. You just got to install the app on your phone. So and, most of the manufacturers are, are coming up with this technology on their own. Well, and I look at the thermostats, too. I mean, that, that's almost like old technology at this point. It is. And, and I was, you know, skeptical of it. I didn't want my thermostat learning what I do and how I do it and adjusting it. But, you know, once I actually set it up the right way, um, I have a, a higher-end Honeywell one. And it's a smart thermostat, so it starts to know like what we like typically when I'm raising it and lowering it. And now it's actually starting to save me money. 
So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, with technology following me around a little bit, especially when it's easy on my wallet. Does it, uh, does your wife have the app too? And is she constantly, Hey, you got to warm it up in here, you know, like the constant battle. You know, it, it is. But uh, to be honest, I am the, the wife of the family. Typically, I know it's the wife turning it up and the male turning it down, but it's the exact opposite in my house. I'm a freeze baby. I'm like, you know what? I'm okay putting the thermostat at 72. I really am. I'm uh, 100% okay with that. Yeah. Are you a blanket? A blanket for the movie guy? I, I, I am, but I'm more of an Afghan guy. See, my grandma Millie was the best blanket maker known yeah. to man. I, and uh, I, uh, those Afghans, that's, uh, that, they come out come movie time for sure. You know, when we talk about technology in the industry, what about our windows? Is there anything that we can do with windows? Yeah, you know, uh, you can tint your windows. With, there's, there's windows that have technology that you can run with your phone to tint or not tint or shades to go up and down um, automatically you can set them as uh, they can sense when the sun's up so they, they come up there's, there's, there's really when it comes to technology in the home if uh, if you dream it, it's out there right now. Uh, it's one of those things that I start spinning my wheels on on how to come up with this type of technology, and then I uh, go online and realize it's already been around for a couple of years. But it, uh, it like when it comes to anything in your home, more than likely there's some technology that supports it, and there's some way to run it from your phone. So last uh, episode, we started talking about home improvement, DIY projects, and finding the right contractors and really avoiding the, the wrong contractors. And we got a couple of comments, Andy, people asking about, well, what about the warranties? So I thought, let's ask Andy about that. Hey, here's health. When it comes to manufacturers' warranties, they're, they're definitely not all created equal. Um, some are transferable, some are not. And for me, I'm going to look for some, a couple of really key factors when it comes to the warranty. How do they deal with installation errors? Um, a lot of manufacturers have safeguards in place where they will inspect work once it's done and sign off on the installation. Why that's important? Say you install a roof now, 20 years from now it fails. The last thing you want to do is hear from the manufacturer, sorry, you're out of luck here because it's a installation error. For me, um, when I work with a manufacturer, I make sure that they sign off day one on the install. And, and we really have no problem with that. The other part is I wanna make sure it's transferable and that it's a time of incident warranty. This is probably the most key thing when it comes to warranties, Corey. Time of incident warranty. What that means is when it fails, say you bought windows, $20,000 worth of windows on your house today, 30 years from now, say you have a window that has a lifetime warranty, 30 years from now it fails. Chances are it's probably going to be more like $60,000 in windows then would be my guess. You want the manufacturer to have to replace those windows at $60,000, not give you the original $20,000 because the last thing you want to do is have to pay forty grand for something that should have lasted longer than it did. So time of incident warranty, not time of purchase warranty. Those look for those two keywords in there, time of purchase, time of inc incident, and you should be safe. So there's a couple of things here, Andy, I want to ask you about because I think a lot of people hear about warranties and you're getting ready to buy, right? You're getting ready to you know, sign on the dotted line. And, and then it's always like, well, oh, do you want this? 
Do you want that? And some people can can roll your eyes at it and it's like, oh, here's another expense. But I guess it kind of depends on um, how big that project is and how much it costs. And then you can kind of factor that into whether the, the, warrant, the warranty is worth it. Yeah, well, take this into consideration. Um, same shingle, put on your roof. You really have a, on one shing, on one warranty, you have a 100% coverage for maybe 10 years. 100% coverage for maybe 10 years. For spending $12 a square, so we're talking maybe $200 extra, you have coverage for 55 years, 100%. Mm-hmm. So when you really need to weigh those options and read the fine print of the warranties, it's usually not a lot of money to get the best warranty when it comes to home improvement projects. I'm with you. I've said no to extended warranties on numerous occasions, but when it comes to my home, which is typically our biggest investment, I don't cut corners like that, especially when we're talking about 2% of the project cost. Yeah. And you want to do it right too. And you never want to run into the problem you're, you're talking about either. But then I wonder about, insurance. So if you have homeowners insurance, you know, through, through an insurance company, what, like what, what gets covered under that? And, and so then you're like, I don't want to pay for both or double up and, and like understanding the difference, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, insurance companies are good at getting out of claims, but usually it's acts of God that are covered unless those acts of God are floods. Then there's usually other riders that are on your insurance policy. Manufacturer defects are never covered under homeowner's insurance. That's 100% up to the manufacturer. And if you look at almost any of the major manufacturers of home improvements in the United States, Corey, almost every one of them have had class action lawsuits at one point in time against them. Mm. So they know how to write their warranties, but the good contractors have really done their due diligence and are picking the right warranties. Because the last thing I want to do, and we've been around for 40 years, and right now I'm not dealing with anything that my father's generation installed failing. So I'm making sure that we're putting the right warranties on. So if something 20 years down the road does happen, The next guy sitting in my chair isn't going to have to worry about it. Hey, here's a pointer. When when it comes to choosing home improvement products for your home, try to use as much of the technology up front as possible. Somebody that comes to your house should be doing a full comprehensive report telling you what they're seeing and how they're going to fix it. And most importantly, the timeline in which that can happen. They should be able to back up what they're telling you with some type of technology that proves it. Uh, the, 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 the analogy that I like to use here um, again, we're going to go back to doctors here, Corey. A, a guy comes in to, and uh, just walks in and looks at you and says, yep, you need heart surgery. You're probably going to go, how do you know? But if a guy does a battery of tests on you and, and does everything that they're supposed to do and finds out that you need heart surgery and tells you and shows you why you need the heart surgery, you're probably going to do that. I, when it comes to home improvements, I'm just not going to look at somebody and go, that says, yep, you need new windows without telling me why I need new windows. Yeah, I want a doctor that's gonna look around for for a minute or two before. Andy, great job, thank you. No problem, man, talk to you next week.